If you're a fan of heavy metal, then you should have the CMS Network app on your phone. With five great shows featuring all the best artists in heavy metal of all genres, as well as streaming radio, video on demand, and of course heavy metal television, the CMS Network app is the app you should have. Just go to your app store and do a search for CMS Network, and you'll just install it, and you will have all the metal you'll ever need. Stop surfing around for it. It's all right here on the CMS Network app. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And joining me today is uh, the other Chris in rock and roll, the <laughs> the the main guy behind uh, TSO, I'll say, and uh, the main guy behind Spirits of Fire. Back with their second release called "Embrace the Unknown," and he's here to talk about it right now. It is the mighty guitarist Chris Caffrey. Chris, how are you? I'm doing good, Chris. How you doing out there? I'm good, man. It's um, it's good to hear new music from you. It's um, I. I was surprised when I got the Spirits of Fire and it had a new singer, but, um, you know, because I hadn't really seen that that was coming, but um, great record, man. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, that um, was kind of a little bit of a surprise to me, too. I mean, we were going to uh, the beginning of 2020. I got off the road and I got a email from Frontiers and they said, are you into doing another Spirits of Fire record? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then about two weeks later, I got the email that uh, Ripper and them in parted ways. So they said, are you still into doing the record? And I'm like, if you get a great singer, I mean, we make a great record. I mean, I didn't want to not make an album. So um, I just kept writing. I think at that point, I, I, I kind of figured that there would be a little bit of a pressure to have something good. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to follow up a record with a worse record anyway. But you know, when you sure. have somebody like Ripper that was, was departing what we were doing, I, um, I wanted to make sure that I, I could do everything I could to make the record. I, uh, a really good one so we we got fabio came on board that was a recommendation of frontiers and it, it really wound up being a very cool listen this record it's a great metal record and i'm really proud of it sure well and, and the interesting thing from hearing fabio on this record is you really captured something that i've never heard him do before i mean he's really gritty sounding and not you know, most of the time, you know, the Rhapsody stuff is all operatic type stuff for the most part. And you got, you captured a much grittier sound from him. Um, was that just him or was that kind of your direction where you said, Hey man, you got to muscle it up a little bit or, or how did that happen? That was him. I mean, I, on this record, I wrote the music, you know, the last record I wrote a lot of um, the first four songs in particular, I wrote basically all of everything on my own. This one, I wanted to focus on my guitars and they were working, you know, the, the producer and, and Aldo and, and, and Fabio, they got together and they did this. So it was them both working together. I wasn't in the studio. They were in Italy when this vocals were done. I was in America. Obviously we weren't traveling together in the pandemic. And I think that um, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, he, he did something to me that sounds like, you know, this guy just having, he had that tool and he went to use it and he had fun with it. I played this record to a lot of people when it was finished and people like you that have had years and years and years of experience of hearing different bands and singers and nobody was able to guess who this was. Right. It was was really cool. And I, I think he did something, you know, he rose to the 
the occasion. I haven't really had that conversation with him, but you know, you're doing something that, that someone like Ripper is one of the greatest metal singers we've had of our, our generation. It's like, I, I, I think that he probably knew that the, you know, that there was going to be a challenge there to do something very metal with this. And he rose up to that. I, I listened to this record and it falls into like top five or 10 of my favorite metal releases I've done in my career. I've been on over a hundred records and this one is, is right up there next to the Dr. Butcher and the Metallium record as being something that I just think is a real fun metal record. And, and a lot of that is what Fabio did with those vocals. Sure. And, and you know, I, I mean, not, and I certainly don't want to rip on Ripper at all because he's, he's a personal friend as well yeah, exactly as a, me too. So, it's, you, you know, but I think that just the volume of work that he does, which, you know, he, he's one of the hardest working guys out there, you know, he's in 400 bands. I think that almost limits everything that he's in, in a way, because if people don't like the first thing they hear, it's always like, well, I'll wait two months and there'll be another Ripper album, you know, where I, I think by you having F Fabio in, you know, he's not, he's not as, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. He's, he's not as in the public eye, which, which kind of makes it a little more special. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it does it. It's funny, but there are other projects that he does as well. So people will say that he plays or sings in a lot of things. I think it's just a matter of what people you know, are around or surrounded with, with sure. people. But I think the um, exposure that people have had to Fabio with this style is right. so, well, you know, it's, it's not there. So not only did, you know, people who may not have heard him basically being, I saying in the United States, because in Italy or South, South America, where, where anger is from, I mean, there's places where he's very well known, but people are hearing him here. Some people for the first time, you know, and, and other people, other people that heard him on the way they did are here hearing him like this for the first time so i was really excited with it like i said i was playing it to people going well it sounds like dickinson and you could kind of hear a little of this guy but they couldn't not one person guessed sure. this was <laughs> which i thought was really amazing and as they've listened to the whole record you hear it i mean he you can hear his original style come out when he in certain songs here and there but for the most part he really I think came into a character. I, I always say that he put the metal to the pedal with this one, you know, and he just really became the uh, the singer of Spirits of Fire. He put this metal version of him into it, and it's it was brilliant. I, I love what he did. Sure, definitely. Now, now, Chris, I I I follow you on Facebook, and following along as you were recording the record on Facebook, it really seemed like this became your your escape from the pandemic there was the, during the whole time that you were doing the record there were two things that that you saw you either saw you in a in a studio playing guitars or you saw you walking through the woods those were the kind of two things that it seemed like you were doing so was this record for you kind of that i'm not on tour i'm not working what do i do let me make music you know anti-pandemic thing for you well i mean if you know my schedule usually fortunately i was touring towards the end of the year a lot of times anyway so right. I, I do my records through january and and the summer i didn't realize how much time i was going to have and there was no other live shows but it definitely gave me a, a musical focus now other times i had mixed doing spirits and a solo record together at the same time this one i was like this is all i'm going to do I want to do right. this artist for this record and write songs for this record so that it's, you know, it's like 
oh, if I don't use this song, it's going to wind up on the next Chris Caffrey record. I did one song that's sick of this shit song that I did for myself <laughs> in the uh, in the pandemic. I think that was my one pandemic recording. But with this, I really, like I said, I wanted to just make a really cool metal record. And I wanted it to have, you know, a, a positive impact to the fans. And like I said, you know, with, with, with Ripper, I, I knew that there was going to be a challenge to be made to have something that people were, were going to listen to this. And that was, you know, not that I was looking to, to stop people thinking about Ripper, but I was looking for people to listen to this and go, wow, I like this. Sure. That's what I think we accomplished with it, where it just, it took the focus away from like uh, um, turning this into a, a blabbermouth episode to being a new record, you know, right. it's, it's now the new spirits of fire record and this is who's on it and this is what it is and sure. that's what i think i wanted to do with it i wanted to put my focus on my guitars and i really did a lot of guitar work on this record you know i i layered three different guitars two tracks per record so there's six tracks of rhythm on every song i wanted to make a wall and right. i really focused in on i did my guitars after the drums like i wrote the songs and sent the drums out to the producer and says Mark Zonder and Zonder played. And then I put my final guitars on his drums where I was kind of rehearsing to them and making parts that fit along with his fills and rewriting my own stuff to marry it. So it was kind of like a way that this became more of a band that rehearsed these songs in the sense that I married him as a drummer, as opposed to him just playing to my guitars and then a bass going on top. I think altogether this, you know, cohesively just blocks together like a band did it. It's weird. We were all in different parts of the world, but when you listen to this record, it really sounds like a band, which sure. I, I love about it. So, you know, I, I think that everybody had their focus that they did during the pandemic. My main thing was to stay healthy because I, I take care of my mom and I didn't want right. to bring something home that was going to harm her. So yeah, I didn't have any plans to go anywhere and i just did this up until we did the tso live stream that's sure. pretty much all i did last year and then you know the music got put in and finished and you know i i produced and recorded all my guitars and our producer really the only thing with the guitars he had done was um he wanted a better acoustic so sound of one thing so i actually wound up changing which guitars i recorded for that and then there was a couple songs where he was like it was funny. He was being cute about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to disrespect you, but I think you could have done better solos in these three songs. So it was right. kind of, you know, I, I listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe these do suck. So I, <laughs> and, uh, I outdid myself in a couple songs doing solos on it. And I think that, um, you know, I've, I never really, even with my own solo records, I'm a guitar player. I did solo records and I focus more on choruses and vocals on my, on my soul. So I didn't, I, this one, I was like, I'm going to be Chris Caffrey, the guitar player beginning to end of this record. And that was something that I think that the pandemic kind of really helped too, because I had the time and the, you know, the focus on that. It's what I did. You know, I came in the house and I can't handle too many hours at once. My ears and my brain get tired, but you, know, <laughs> right. you get a good four hours out of me in there. And I had to lock these guitars together and that's kind of how I was handling it. Sure. Now you you know you mentioned the production and um it was produced by Aldo Lenoble Lenobly who I, I think is one of the hotter producers right now for metal you know with the 
with your record and with the Sweet Oblivion record and um, his own band, obviously Secret Spear. Um, talk a little bit about working with him because he seems to be kind of an up and comer that not a ton of people know yet, but he's capturing a lot of great sound that on, on a lot of these frontiers releases. Yeah, he's a really he's a good gem for for them and for metal. He's got great ears. He's got a great sense of um actually I think you know which songs fit and marry things and he's he's a really 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 good writer too. I mean, he put into his little things into all the vocals on this and um you know, he wrote Zach's um solo record that Zach Stevens had done for for uh the yeah, Archangel. Archangel. Angel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had written the music for that and um he just has a good sense, you know, if if, if they're looking for something to sound a certain way. He knows what it is. But the one thing I did do with this record, which I was kind of a butthead about, was he sent me a song or two of his music writing for this. And I squashed it getting because <laughs> I was like, look. And I went right back to what I thought was the pressure that was going to be there for this record. And I'm right. going this record is going to come out and people are going to think what they're going to think. And it's going to sink or swim on what I'm going to do as far sure. as my music, my base of this music. So if somebody's going to say it sucks, I want it to be my fault. You know? And I, I said, I'm going to lay it down here that I want to write the music for this record. You know, there was a couple of Roy Z songs on the first record and that was cool. But I mean, it was like one of these things where, you know, I'm not, I didn't want to approach this like a project band. I wanted to just be mm -hmm. a band, and as a band that I'm in, you know, not to be a, a jerk about it, but I wanted to write the music. And I was like, I am going to be what people, I'm going to be helping to make something people are going to like or people don't like. And I was happy with the, uh, the, the first part of that came out. You know, it became a very, like I said, cohesive thing, the way that the vocals married what I was doing, the sound and the style, everything fit together in it. It, it's it sounds like a really fun metal record you know i'm not sure. calling it the greatest record of all time but it's a fun listen you can put it on from front to back and and uh and really enjoy it and i am proud of that sure now i'll ask the million dollar question that if you actually have an answer for you might be smarter than all of us but um will you be able to tour it or do you have to kind of wait and see with well, day to day here's the thing with that now i'd love to tour it but I'm still watching this cruise went down. This tour right. got from February to October. This tour I moved to 2023. Now you have this new project, the band that's never played live. It's going to cost money to get us together. It's going to cost money to rehearse. It's going to cost money to make up merchandise. It's, you know, tour dates, June 10th through 28th and somewhere and all the dates on the back of it and the screens get printed, everything's done. And all of a sudden it all winds up in a box. Right. So it's like, until I know for sure, that if we book dates, it's going to be dates that we could do. I don't even think it's wise to to try. You know, it's like mm -hmm. we, like I said, we need to rehearse this band. We need to put time into what's going on. We need to all get into one space. So you have to have flights booked. You have to have hotels, but and and all that takes startup costs and money. And and then you're going to turn around and take know that there is a possibility that might not happen. And and so right. you know for sure. You know, I'm not taking anything for granted. You know, we were fortunate to do TSO in, in live stream and live form, but tours were shutting down while we were touring. I mean, mm -hmm. we we were very 
uh, what was focused on on making it through that tour and doing what we needed to do. But it wasn't easy. And and until I think that everybody could feel secure saying that that's the smart decision. It's it's not a band that's played, so there's a sure. lot of prep. I could put together you know shows with people I've played with before, and and we could basically rehearse at home and meet up and do a sound check for a couple ideas. But that can't happen with this. Right. You know? So it needs time. And I think that the safest thing to do is just to get us to a point where you can absolutely say, okay, we're going to play these shows. Sure. Uh, which who knows sense. when that will be exactly, but you know, right. I mean, and if you find out that this is the new norm, that it's always a chance that something might get canceled, then I think you, you will take that assumed risk. But right now, until, until I know for sure where we're at, I think I'm going to wait a little bit before I try sure. to pull the trigger on shows. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and, and it is, it's so it's, I keep seeing these tours that get announced and, and I'll just tell you as a consumer, it's almost impossible for me to go and buy tickets yeah. because it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, do I want to go see the Exodus death angel show show? Yes, I do. Is it going to really happen? Well, it didn't once, you know, so do I obligate again? You know, it's that whole, yeah. it's, it's a weird time. I mean, it, it just is a weird time, but Anyway, I tell, I tell that to everybody. I'm, I I tell people like, you know, I could have woke up yesterday and, and said, hey, Chris, I, I had the freaking weirdest dream ever. We were out on tour and, you know, when we got off stage, we had to put masks on and there was a we were in a pandemic and we we didn't have backstage and we ran to our tour buses and went to our hotel rooms and we never went out and we hid from everybody until we got on stage. It's like that weird dream is happening yeah. you know, like in order to get through it you have to protect it i mean you know it, it's a lot of money to get like i said bands out on the road and if you're careless you could spread this thing to the whole entire thing and and then you have to shut down and you know that was the thing i was the most proud of that everybody involved with tso from top to bottom i mean we went out there and we focused you know we had a, a right. session which was a to make sure that we got the fans to see what they wanted to see and be a part of their 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 holidays and and their winter with what we always did and to keep Paul's music and and legacy alive and the O'Neill family really came to bat with us with our management to put it together but you know our main thing was once you leave you have the crew you have the hotels you have the pyro you have the laser mm -hmm. you have the lights you have the sound you have the catering you have the merchandise you have all these people that are on your back right now, you shut down, you harm all of them, you know, mm -hmm. from top to bottom. And so we all, everybody that was a part of that tour, we all just focused in on making sure that we did what we needed to do to get through it successfully. And it was definitely, I always tell people that tour was exactly the same as a tour, but completely different. You know, so <laughs> we, we did what we needed to do. And it, I was very proud of it. You know, it's, sure. it's a, it's a weird time, you know, we, we're, we're experiencing something, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little over 50 right now. I, I don't think that other than, you know, you had a 9-11 and you had earthquakes and you had tears. Sure. I don't think we've had, you know, I didn't really live through a lot of weirdness on this level. You right. Know, people that went through world wars, we got a lot of our wars, especially that we experienced in the United States where while I was alive, we're over somewhere right. else, you know, when the... So it was kind of one of these things where not necessarily we were cradled, but we had, you know, separate adventures. But this has been definitely different, you know, that I sure. always I feel it, you know, sometimes it almost makes you cry. Because I think about the kids, the little kids that, 
that have to deal with this. And I, I just pray we get out of it fast enough so it doesn't really become that much of a part of how they had to grow up right? Going with life this way because it affects everybody around them. Their watch, their, you know, their parents or their parents, friends or people really affect their lives and get stressed out by it too. So it's like psychologically a lot of weight on people. But, you know, we're, we're I, I think we're heading in, in the right direction. And I just always stay positive on it that, that we sure. can just move forward. And, uh, you know, he, human beings got to, we, we have a lot to be, be proud of in the way I think in some ways how we, we made it to, to get through this, because like I said, we didn't really have this. So you don't really know right. how to tell people to react with something that you've never dealt with. It's a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing. So, and I don't know, like I said, with, with the, the gang that I had out there that we all had with TSO, it was a lot to be proud of the way that we, we just set focus to, to, to have that set goal. We're arriving here just rehearsed and we're going to leave when this is done. And we did it. And it was a really, it was a fun and, and uh really fulfilling adventure. Sure. Definitely. Now, Chris, um, another year goes by, which means the annual sabotage speculation has started once again. I'm not going to ask you the sabotage question because I don't ask questions that are 25 years old. I will ask you, however, and it's something I've thought about every time I see it. Does the press's never-ending asking you about sabotage stunt the growth of your own projects, of your projects outside of it? Because people put the expectation on sabotage instead of putting the expectation on the Chris Caffrey solo stuff or Spirits of Fire or TSO. Not not that TSO has ever been hurt, but you, you, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know what? I ask the same questions the press does. I've wanted to do a <laughs> sabotage record since... 2002 so i mean there's not any questions that they have or you have that i don't i mean you know sabotage is uh i always say we're, we're asleep because the band never broke up we never stopped I always people who say chris Cavi x sabotage well we never broke up you know we just right. stopped you know we're we're very slow moving i would say sabotage is like Haley's comet you know, it's like it's coming around eventually. And and I would I would love to see it happen. I mean, the fact that we actually have spoken and wrote music and combined things is an advance. So people obviously like blabbermouth. Chris Caffrey is, you know, more positive about sabotage than ever. I'm like, well, right. that's because there was absolutely nothing to be positive about. You know, it's like, right. <laughs> so that would make me more positive than ever. If, if I was doing nothing for 20 years and then last year me and John wrote a song, it's like, yeah, I'm a hell of a lot more positive than I was two years ago. So I would hope, I mean, as far as what it does to my projects, I, it, it um, I think it, it made me put some music aside that I might've used for my own projects. Okay. Now that I put sideways and I'm like, okay, these ones are ones I played the John that he said, yes, I like this. So there's probably four or five ideas that I had that could have made it to my next solo record that may still make it to a solo record, but right now they're in the, the vault right. <laughs> they're sitting there so next up the bat it's like that right. relief pitcher that sits there you never use but we'll we'll hopefully it, it gets used and we'll see like i i don't have the answers that you know i, I wish i did it's it's one sure. of these things that you know i think time is going on and, and everybody would love to see or hear something and and um you know, we'll see what happens. There, there, right. there's no definite answer to it. There never has been. So when she sure. go, Chris Caffrey said it's like Chris Caffrey was just talking. You cut and pasted 
parts of my <laughs> sentences and made a headline. It's like I didn't say that. I right. You no, know, I'm I'm a sabotage fan like all you guys. I'd love to see a new record tomorrow, and then it'll be like Chris says there'll be a new sabotage record tomorrow. Like, no, <laughs> didn't. Chris said he would love to see. Chris Cavi would love to put out a new sabotage. Yeah, that's. Of course. I said that 20 <laughs> years ago. Right. <laughs> no question, man. Well, I, I'll tell you what, since we can't depend on that today, we definitely can depend on Spirits of Fire. Embrace the Unknown is the new release. Um, it um, Is it out yet or when does it come out? This comes out February 18th. Okay. So there's okay. two videos out, which the second one for uh, Into the Mirror, mm -hmm. that um, is actually approaching 160,000 YouTube views in, right. in 10 days, which is pretty cool. So um, it comes out then. The vinyl, I think, comes out a little bit later because of just the difficulty getting the, the manufacturing done on the same time. But um, it comes out then, and, and uh, so far everybody seems to really be digging it. I can't wait for everybody to hear the whole record because this is definitely one that um, front to back has a lot of really fun songs. So. Sure. I'm excited for that. Very it's cool. Coming out soon. Excellent. Well, one more time. The name of the album is Embrace the Unknown. It is Spirits of Fire. It's Chris Caffrey. And um, Chris, uh, as always, man, thanks for joining me here on uh, Chris Haker Presents. No, no, it's great to be here. And, and like you said, Embrace the Unknown. That should be the uh, the advice to all the Sabotage fans, too. Not only <laughs> is that the new Spirits of Fire record title, it's my advice to everybody that decides they want to put up quotes about me and sabotage embrace the unknown because <laughs> i have <laughs> perfect <laughs>